know this but i'm in love with sal from impractical jokers hello and welcome to episode five of feeling froggy i'm asia here with sucko Bonjour. marcus hi i'm marcus mcintyre and soul howdy how was everybody doing what? i'm gonna go <laughs> i love when you like go really high and you just cut off Okay, I would like to go first today, because as I expressed to you three before the recording started, I got into college yesterday, and I was so excited, and today, I have been having such garbage luck. Okay, (laughs) so, first of all, I had to get up this morning at 9 a.m., or not even, I had to get up at 8 a.m. this morning to go out into town, right? And do you know what happened to me last night? I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to sleep until after 3 a.m. So I was running on less than five hours of sleep this morning when I woke up. Then I had to go out and run around town all morning, which I hate, especially when I haven't gotten very much sleep. Then I, I had, so I went to my therapist today. And he said to me, because we're talking about dealing with emotions properly. He said to me, how would you feel if someone looked at you and said, you look like shit? And I was like, not good. Then I went home after my therapist appointment and I, I took a shower, right? Do you know what happened while I was taking my shower? I want you guys to guess what happened. Literally. I want you to guess. Did you fall in the shower? No, I did did not. It's, it's, I I would say this is worse. Wait, wait, wait. The lights go off. Nope. What, what do you think, Marcus? Shat no, I did shat not yourself. shit myself in the shower. Those were all good guesses, <laughs> but not even close. The fucking faucet flew off the wall and hit me in the leg and foot. Damn. Just I... spraying water out of a hose in the wall. Was it Damn, the bottom so what faucet? Did you yeah, man. You, I didn't did do anything. Do? I was literally... Obviously, I didn't, you did something. I didn't even... Person. I didn't even... T- I was getting ready to turn the water off because I had just finished rinsing the conditioner out of my hair because I I, I, I shampoo, then I, then I put the conditioner in, and then I do everything else that I'm doing in the shower, and then I rinse the conditioner to make sure my hair is nice and soft, right? I had just yeah. finished rinsing the conditioner out of my hair, and I had turned around to turn the water off. I hadn't even touched the knob, and suddenly the faucet comes flying off the wall and hits me in the leg, and then it falls and hits my foot, and it hurts so bad. And then the whole, like literally, the 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 head of the shower, like the shower head, wasn't pouring any water anymore because all of the water was spilling out of a hose sticking <laughs> yeah. out of the wall, and I didn't yeah. even do anything. I was just like, I don't know what to do, so I just turned the water off, and I called down the stairs to my, you know, my family and was like, hey, the faucet just flew off the wall, and my daughter, my two-year-old daughter, walks up to the bottom of the stairs and goes, what do you mean? I shit you not, she said those words to me. <laughs> oh my god, it's so weird that she can comprehend full sentences now. She literally, she yeah. is speaking full sentences now. I started crying after I took my shower because she was, like, speaking full sentences. Like, she came up to me and she was like, um, Mommy, I want to go in pool. And then, after I was like, okay, we can go in pool, she goes, Mommy, I want juice box. And I was like, I just started crying because I was like, you just spoke two full sentences to me? Maybe they weren't complete sentences, but they were they were sentences. <laughs> Yeah, you start sending me videos of those. So but I then, can and here's here you. is my favorite thing. So I have to leave my house to record the podcast for our listeners. I have to leave my house because we don't have Wi-Fi yet, and I don't have signal out there. So I am sitting in a parking lot right now, and I was driving, and it's like a thirty to forty-five minute drive from my house to get to the closest parking lot where I get reception. And I was driving, and I was singing along to my music, and I was having a good time, driving behind a big old semi-truck. And I looked down, there is a splinter in my finger! And I'm like, I don't know where this came from! Oh my god, okay. Marcus, how, how is your day going? I feel like shit! I'm sick, and I feel sick. I slept. <laughs> 
through all my alarms this morning. <laughs> We've all had an awful day today, apparently. Uh, yes. And then I got to play video games for most of the day. Oh, so. well then it wasn't that fucking bad. Bitch. No, I never said it was awful. I don't know. You said that. I just said I slept through all my fucking alarms. <laughs> I just had a late start and was like, oh, I'm not going to eat lunch today. So <laughs> and that was my day. You wanna know what happened today? Tell me what happened, Asia. I was supposed to be going to work today. I woke up at 7 o'clock on the dot. And I checked my messages. And it's from my stupid fucking job. Alright? You and Marcus don't know what's been going on. Basically, I got COVID. Got in trouble for getting COVID. Because I wasn't able to give them my results back and. Uh, because they called me about my a positive COVID test. So they were hounding my ass for my COVID fucking, my positive COVID results in a doctor's note. And then the day that I get it, the day that I get it, I got it yesterday. I send them the paperwork. And today I get a fucking text message from Steph saying, your drug test isn't done and you can't come back to work until that is done. When they gave me no goddamn time to get my fucking drug test done. That's why this is going to be the third time for them to try to get a new fucking deadline. Because they have all these deadlines, but the drug screening place isn't open until, uh, like, it's by the time that I go to work. And it closes by the time that I'm back from work. And it's closed on the weekends, so I have no time to go get this stupid fucking drug test done. Ask this job is fucking ass. Next week, be like, it's I need a day off to get my drug test done, or else I'm not going to be able to keep working here. So done in the first place, but like, I didn't. I mean, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to take a fault. day off. It's kind of their fault for scheduling you during the entire time that the drug testing center is open. So. Yeah. I mean, like they already said, like you're not supposed to be working until you get that drug test anyway. So I would assume they know that you're not gonna come in hey, yo, because bro. you haven't turned it in. This sounds like a better business bureau call waiting to happen. Today's episode we're going to be talking about band kids stereotypes. Which is cool, because we were all band kids. Um, Marcus, the resident musician of the group, was actually the one who wrote this. Um, she wrote us a list of stereotypes based on her personal experience. Um, because even though we were all in band, she was kind of the only one who took it past high school. The rest of us kind of don't really play instruments very often anymore. We, we windled off yeah. like a stream. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we dwindled shortly because I, I got a job as a music teacher after I graduated high school, but I, I had to quit because um, there was conflict with my boss. Played piano. Yeah. So obviously, this is just all good and fun. These stereotypes are just based off of my personal experience. I've been in over 10 different community and university bands, and I've met different people who've played different instruments, including all district, all county, uh, community, um, professional orchestra, um, professional musical. So this is just my experience haven't you also and... had some student teaching at this point too like assisted yeah. at, a, at a school yeah i mean yeah you've got, you got tons of teaching. experience in the field yeah and this is all just what i notice so obviously some things you know they're gonna disagree with me and you guys might disagree with me but this is just what I've noticed from my personal experience so yeah. i hope you guys enjoy <laughs> when i was reading over the script i was like that's wrong it was an instrument I played, and I was like, that is not what I have experienced. However, like I said, Marcus has way more experience in this than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I think I remember um, being through it and thinking everything mostly lined up. So For me, the only thing that I disagreed with was bass clarinet, but we'll get to that later. Asia. So, this list, we're only focusing on concert band instruments, just because that's what I know. Um, I haven't really dabbled into um, orchestras instruments, so like we don't have violin or double bass or viola yeah, or and cello. Yeah, there's, there's no like super fancy rare instruments either, like the the contrabass clarinet or the 
fucking piccolo trumpet contrabass flute <laughs> contrabass i think that's a real one but i don't know it is it's yeah. huge I there's think. nothing there's nothing like that it's just basic pretty much basic concert band instruments that you would find in an average high school hey guys so i'm gonna go ahead and start us off wait hold so, on what girl you didn't do the guys, effect you completely guys. yeah exactly exactly guys we have to do our froggy fact. <laughs> Marcus really started all of the important stuff. So, guess what? What? Did you know that the sex of a frog can sometimes be identified by looking at the markings near their <laughs> ears? <laughs> wow, that is fascinating. Did you know that they you can ears? usually tell if a human is having sex based on the piercings in their ears? Yes. What? <laughs> it's a joke that people with piercings tend to get more pussy and or dick than people without. So do I count since I only have two piercings but they're not on my like on my lobes? Yeah. It's just piercings. Oh. Why well, yeah, piercings on your ears? The juiciest, bro. wettest pudissy ever. <laughs> what? By the way, I have piercings on my cartilage same same as my character so yeah man character I looks have, very i have a, I, I have an i have an industrial piercing yeah man cartilage piercings absolutely count i i've been i'm gonna be real with you guys i've been working so hard to try and gauge my i, I tried to gauge my ears when i was a freshman in college and i just kind of gave up at one point because i bought clear acrylic uh tapers and i lost like four of them while i was asleep so i just gave up <laughs> Also, okay. I read later that tapers are terrible for, for gauging. Okay, so let's go ahead and Wait, start. Wait, no, Sucko, you're next. Bro. I don't know, you guys are talking about ear gauges. <laughs> what instruments did you guys play? I played trombone and piano and other stuff that I wasn't very good at. Except for the recorder. I <laughs> slap on the recorder, dude. My uh, my primary instrument is actually the clarinet. Shocker, there, everybody. I'm a fucking clarinet player. Look at me. Um, but I did also I did also play um, bass clarinet my senior year of high school, which I really enjoyed. I actually preferred the bass clarinet to the B flat clarinet. And then I also dabble in guitar, bass guitar, violin, piano, drums. And, uh, okay, we ukulele. get it. Gosh, bitch! <laughs> I'm just listing the instruments that I have played. So I, I, I listed like two. Look, y'all want to hear a list? Let Marcus talk about what instruments she's put her lips uh, uh, on. Anyway, so my prime instrument was a or is a flute. Um, but then I also I think it was my senior year of high school. I played some cello. Mm -hmm. I know how to play the piano. You and... did also learn ukulele for a little bit. Yeah. That's what I do. And I sing, but I don't know. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, Marcus... Mar Marcus lists her dictionary of instruments. <laughs> all of them. Okay. Marcus um... just says all of them, but my primary is flute. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to basically say I can play basically almost every instrument this list but the instruments that are my primary are my flute and piccolo that's all i'm gonna say because i don't feel like listing every single instrument that i can play <laughs> yo yeah, so it's excessive seg way okay it's... look i branched off into string instruments thank you marcus how many string instruments do you know how to play one i can play guitar how well well, I taught myself this summer actually because I've uh, oh, four really guitar impressive. students. Teaching uh, yourself so. how to play guitar is actually a lot harder than people think. I've been I've been see I've been self teaching uh, bass guitar and it's it's fucking hard. What do you use for the strings? I use um, the eight dynamite goodbye Eddie. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, I do too. Oh my god. I do. I do. Ed oh no, Eddie Munson. No. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I I use the same one, but I think I'm gonna change it to Edith ate dynamite instead of Eddie because it makes me sad now to think about Eddie dying. Oh my goodness! Right. What are we? So what are we even talking about? Let's Lyler. go ahead and okay, yeah. segue. Say say uh, speaking of Piccolo. Okay, so speaking of me playing Piccolo, that's the first instrument that we're going to talk about. So typically. Players, I'm not going to take over what flutes are, but typically flute players do not want to fucking play piccolo. You are a true flute player and you're a professional. You want to stay the fuck away from a piccolo. The only people who actually like to play piccolo are the people who want attention <laughs> and when they want to be heard or when they want to solo because nobody else actually wants to play the piccolo part. They yeah, man. literally can... only want it for the attention. I'm just gonna throw this one out here. I don't think anybody can even fucking stand to play piccolo unless they're da- desperate for attention. Because yeah. that shit hurts your fucking ears. I don't I don't know I don't know how you did it, Marcus. That shit sounds awful. Cause I wanted attention. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> I'll just play in the piccolo too loud. No, man. Piccolo. Okay. In high school, there was a girl who could play piccolo, and this guy was like, "You've got perfect pitch on piccolo," and I was like, "Yeah, but she can't read music." No, she could not. <laughs> so what? Her piccolo tune is good. She can't right. read sheet music. Well then, <laughs> this sounds like a great time to move on, because. The next one is flute. The most judgmental bitches I've ever fucking been with, okay? They're gossip queens, and they especially like to gossip about each other. I f- that, that section is toxic, okay? <laughs> it's very it's such- clickish. <laughs> I'm just so gonna throw this one out here. Marcus and Asia are both my best friends. They're, they're, two, of my, they're two of my three best friends, the third being uh, Sucko. And they were both flute players. And I can absolutely confirm that they were the two of the most gossipy, dramatic bitches I have ever met in my life. Uh, next up is the oboe, which I don't, it's like a weird clarinet. <laughs> it's like a weird clarinet! <laughs> it, is a, it is a double reeded instrument. Shut Sucko. up, shut up, let me talk. <laughs> Sucko said, I will reach through this fucking computer and beat the shit out of you. Oboe players um, are reserved, they're respectful, they hate being a part of drama, but they still like to gossip, um, and usually they start off as like flute or clarinet players. I only ever knew one oboe player. Mm-hmm. I think um, I know who you're talking about. Fucking hated her. I do not think she was reserved. She was like, she talked she to everybody. Was, she was but... fairly <laughs> reserved. In, in reference to some of the other people that she hung out with, she was fairly reserved. Next up, we have the clarinet. Clarinet players actually tend to hate each other and be, like, super competitive. Um, We're all really big perfectionists, and we're some of the best um, musicians in the band because of how much we practice. Now, I agree with this for the most part. However, I feel like the clarinet, having been a clarinet player for six years, there is two parts to clarinet stereotypes. You have the clarinets that fit this stereotype, and then you have the clarinets who only picked up the clarinet because popular social media like Spongebob had clarinet in it and they just thought it was cool looking and were like, I want to be like my favorite character from this show or book. Because I read the Katie Kazoo novels in elementary school and I thought that she was so fucking cool for playing clarinet and I also loved Squidward growing up. So I wanted to play clarinet because of that and I didn't really give a shit until I was in high school. And then I really started putting in effort. But even then... And you can ask one of our friends from high school. I was a mediocre clarinet player at best. I was really good no. at marching. I was really, really good at marching, which is why I ended up being a leader in the group. But I was not the best at the clarinet in comparison to some of our some of our other clarinet players. Like I was, I was okay, but I wasn't like great or anything because I didn't put in a whole lot of effort. Kind of rolling off of the clarinets. Bass clarinet players are very similar to clarinets, in which they're still perfectionists because they still started off as clarinets. Um, but the reason I feel like a lot of bass clarinet players got moved to being a bass clarinet player because 
they were very, very talkative. And they were just very distracted. Still very good players, but I, I just feel like a lot of bass clarinet players, they're the ones who talk a lot during rehearsal. Okay, so this is the one that I said in the beginning I disagreed with. And now this is based off of my experience with bass clarinet players. I only knew one bass clarinet player who genuinely like enjoyed it and really wanted to be good other than myself. Um, he was a couple grades below me. All of the other bass clarinet players that I knew... No, that's not true. There was two of them. One of them was a couple grades ahead of me. One of them was a couple grades below me. The one who was ahead of me, her brother, was in the grade below me. All of the other bass clarinet players that I was a, that played when I was a bass clarinet did not really give a shit about the bass clarinet. They did not care. They were only there because the band director asked them to move. And, like, they hated the instrument so much. I think that in my grade, I was the only one who genuinely gave a shit about playing bass clarinet, which is why I was the one who was chosen to play contrabass. Because that guy that I mentioned, who's who was the younger brother of the girl who genuinely gave a shit, he quit the band because he didn't get chosen to play contrabass. Just so but, insane because you're literally first of all, you were literally a senior. Of course a senior is gonna get not picked only was over I a, a senior, senior but our section leader, the first time I ever picked up a bass clarinet and played a note, do you know what he said? He said, still better than that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it in front of him, too. Sorry. Uh, now we have alto sax. So uh, I don't really know much about them, but some people would say they're charismatic, charming, and most fun affection to be a part of. I guess so. I think I know some alto sax players that really enjoyed themselves. Every single time that I've been in some sort of band, the alto sax section, very specifically, always very charismatic. All of them are super fun, and it was just pretty much no drama. If something happened, they got over it very quickly. Never any drama. I've never met an alto sax player who was need drama at all and it was always super chill and you always had just the best time with them i agree for the most part most of the most of the saxes who we went to school with i would have loved to be friends with them but my issue with our sax section is that they were just a little too like clickish for me like they all kind of like hung out with each other and they were just a little they were a little bit exclusive you know what i mean um that's hmm. just based off of the high school that we went to though and also, there was one sax who graduated two years before, like, our sophomore year. She graduated our sophomore year. I had beef with her because she told my boyfriend that she caught me cheating on him because he didn't go to school with us anymore. He had transferred. And she told him that she had saw, like, she saw me walking and holding hands with another guy and tried to break me and my boyfriend up because her friend was my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. And I was, like, free- and, like, I- it was not a healthy relationship. I, like, lost my shit. I was, like, crying. Hey. I was hysterical. But anyways, I had beef with that girl because of that. That was the yeah. only time when I've ever had, like, a genuine problem with somebody who played sax. So, yeah, I definitely agree with this. I just feel like sometimes saxophones can kind of fall into that trend of, like, the way flutes are a little clickish with the way that they are with the fellow- their fellow flutes- Tenor sax players are lovable tenny bears, and they turn to be quirky folk. Now, to, to be honest, I have only met a single tenor sax player that I think meant this, which was this kid that I met in, like, All County or something. That I don't think I ever texted him after, like, <laughs> after middle school. But all the other tenor sax players I knew were, yeah, I mean, they were nice. But I, think, I don't know about lovable teddy bears. I think that, okay, so just from my experience, I've only met, I think, one or two tenor sax players. I've met, okay, so I was wrong. I've met four tenor sax players. Three of them absolutely fit this category. Um, there was two kids who were freshmen my senior year that I adored. I thought they were such sweet kids. And I got to spend a lot of time with them because I had switched to bass clarinet, so... I was in their section because ours they kind of like fit all the low reeds together including the the tenor and berry sax and so I got to spend a lot of time with the the um the tenor sax and the berry sax and I thought they were all really sweet there is one berry or tenor sax player who I've met that does not fit this this guy was a shithead and I think that Marcus and Asia know who I'm talking about 
he graduated our junior year and he was such a fucking dickhead he was a womanizer he was a player he was like just a jackass in Uh, general oh yeah Mm -hmm. i think i know who you're talking about once kissed me while he had a girlfriend and like i had a crush i had a mega crush on him i won't lie so i let him do it because i was like 14 and desperate but it took him kissing me and then not speaking to me for weeks for me to realize what a giant shithead he was and so from my experience I agree with this but there are you know obviously there are going to be exceptions so yes I agree with this wholeheartedly except for that one guy that I met because he was a fucking asshole following tenor we have our Barry sax players silence Um, after that (laughs) They are still pretty charismatic, but they do have, like, a giant ego. And I 100% agree with that because I have a friend whose main was a Barry Sachs. And this dude, although I love him, he thought he was the best musician that ever existed. So I have one one friend. So I was talking about my friend there. There was another Barry (laughs) Sachs player who was a freshman my senior year. And that kid was a fucking asshat. I okay. had to deal with him he, he <laughs> all came on throughout the, school. So he, he, got a, he had a crush on my sister, and he, like, tried to come to me for advice because he was like, hey, I like your sister. Should I bring her some flowers and ask her to a picnic? And I was like, I don't think she's interested, bud, but, I mean, you can give it a shot. And when she rejected him, he, like, threw a little tantrum to everybody. And then, like, one kid was, like, picking on him because he was being an asshat. And he, like, cried to a bunch of senior flute players. And they tried to defend him. And I was like, bro, this kid's a shithead. And one time, he fucking got told to practice by our section leader, who was also a Barry Sachs. And he slammed his head into a fucking bookshelf. <laughs> also, like, broke his Barry Sachs several times. He did. He cost the school. <laughs> he cost our high school $8,000 in Barry Sachs repairs. In one year, bro. In his freshman year. In, not even in the whole year. In his freshman year, first semester. The very first semester during the marching band season, he cost our band $8,000 in damages from his one instrument. I should say, uh, he tried to ask me out one time, right? Obviously, I said, <laughs> I said no. Uh, what he did was he went to our mutual friend, right? And he was like, can you give me Sucko's phone number? And my friend put us in a group chat together. <laughs> I, bas- I was like, no, I don't want to date you. And then our mutual friend, who was gay, was like, hey man, if you're having trouble, maybe start looking in other places. And the, <laughs> the guy was like, I don't want to date you. And I was like, oh my god. Damn, get rejected, reject <laughs> someone else. No, man. He also, also that he kid. bought me his his way of asking me out was buying me a bowberry biscuit. Bro, Bo that James. kid once bought a girl a cat to try and ask her out. She rejected him too. <laughs> Insane. Bro, Wait, what kid, happened to the cat? I don't know. I think he might have returned it, but he got his dad to buy a cat for him because his dad he was like spill super a rich. milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Done with us talking about him. <laughs> he spill a milkshake in your car, soul. Yeah, you good? yes, he did. Because okay, so I was his. I was I was essentially the section leader. I love I loved our section leader. He's my good friend, but he wasn't really there a whole lot because he was dealing with chronic illness in senior year. So I ended up playing the role of section leader for the most part, and I was the only one in the section who had a car because most of them were still like too young to drive. So I once drove them. And we were going to try and go see a movie, but it was an R-rated movie, and they were all, like, 14. But we thought that because we were 17 that we could take them anyways. Nope, turns out that's not how it works. It's got to be a parent or guardian. Anyways, um, so I tried to take them all to go see It in theaters. And when we got there, they were like, sorry, you can't bring them in. You're not their parent or guardian, plus you're not. I think you have to be parent or guardian or over 18 in the state that we were living in at the time. Um, And I wasn't. I was only 17. So we had to go home. And I drove this kid home, and I realized after I got to my house, he left his his spilled milkshake in my car on the floor and didn't say a word to me about, hey, my milkshake spilled in your car. 
And I was like, I'm never driving that fuck anywhere ever again. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and continue on. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, so, with bassoon players. Bassoon players, I'm not going to lie, bassoon players tend to be very weird people. They tend to be very friendly, but they're a little weird, they're a little quirky. And it, they're often a mashup between what their first instrument was, because typically you don't start off bassoon. So, like, if they started off with, um, you know, clarinet, they tend to be perfectionist bassoon players who are a little weird. Um, they're also pretty intelligent. I've found, I think, the only person that I've known to not really fit this stereotype of being, you know, intelligent, friendly... A little weird but pretty outgoing is actually the person that went with us to high school yeah, yeah, they I were a dick say, I fucking was... okay i i, I actually them. i actually have a little bit more insight you guys are gonna learn this as this podcast goes on and you learn more about me i was a bit uh, of a whore on. i'm not i'm gonna talk shit about this person and then you can continue i can but talk this shit about bassoon too. player was the very was very opposite to this and they actually thought that they were so good at their instrument that they were like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and sight read our music assignment, then sight read it, and then proceeded to get a fucking 16 out of 100%. So I, you guys are going to learn this about me as this podcast goes on. I was a bit of a hooer in high school. Um, I had many boyfriends. Um, you know, I didn't really do anything with most of them. But I did have a lot of boyfriends. I had a lot of boys I called my boyfriends. I only ever had two girlfriends, but they broke up with me for valid reasons. But I was upset at the time. I had one girl that I dated for a day. I was pissed. Um, anyways, so I dated him. I dated, I dated this person. And they were mean. They were bad. They were awful. Um, they once gave their jacket to another girl while I was sitting next to them shivering because it was, like, freezing outside. I was sitting right next to them and they gave their jacket to the girl they ended up cheating on me with. Not to mention, they, I mean, they, yeah, that they also, girl... didn't they try to cheat on me with you, Marcus? Yes. Several yeah. times. I just want to point out the girl that they had cheated on you with, every single relationship that she got into was because she had yeah, allowed she... that person to cheat. On their yeah. partners with her. All, and then of, they all of this dating. girl's boyfriends were guys that had cheated on their previous partners with her. Trumpet <laughs> players, which have the biggest fucking egos I've ever fucking seen. Okay? They think they're always the best. They're the best trumpet. They're the best in their fucking. in the band. And even though one who is actually the best. They tend to be pretty chill about it. Um, and they really don't care how good they are, but the players usually think that loud and not like in tune loud. It's loud. Just loud. Just loud. <laughs> loud as shit. It <laughs> means good. I the work the worst mistake that I've ever fucking did was date a trumpet player. <laughs> that was the worst mistake. I can happily say I have dated many people from many different sections. I have never made the mistake of dating a trumpet player. Okay. I can say yeah, that. Yeah, trumpet players suck. <laughs> a band kid. I can say that very confidently. However, you ever, you something? I, did, somebody? I did want to date a trumpet player. However, he did fit into the category of the best trumpet player who didn't really give a shit. Um, I had a crush on him from the time that we were 11 to, like, just, I think I was, like, 18 when I finally got I, over him. I say something about him. He looks like a porcupine. He I'm sorry. He looked like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, but I thought he was so sweet and charming, and I loved his taste in music, and he was so funny. One thing, one thing about trumpet players is even with a really big ego, they might be, like, not the best relationship wise they are really loyal friends they for the are. most part They're and like i yeah i think the um, one time i had a falling out with a with a trumpet player was because i kept sh talking shit about the girl he ended up cheating on his girlfriend with i want to talk about 
The trumpet player that I dated, okay? Bro, that guy was an ass. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to shine here, okay? <laughs> when we broke up, when we broke up the next first off, you remember I had somebody took photos of them at the carnival where his arms were around her and then we and him broke up and the next day they're in the halls together, holding hands and all. I will say that fucking ensemble room needs a fucking uh, what a, what a, one of those lights in it to see how a much... black light to see how much cum yeah. is in there. Yeah, I happen to know Ooh. for a fact that somebody got caught sucking a a a, a dick in there. Yeah, I because the girls. Them. It was me. You was and me. the girl's sister caught them. Oh yeah, I literally walked in on them. Yeah, man. All right, let's continue on. All right, Sucko. All right, <laughs> we're. We're finally to the best instrument. I'll let you have oh. it. <laughs> Which is the trombone. That's my main instrument that I love. I have like two of them. Um, <laughs> we have the best humor. Fuck whoever wrote this script. And the script says stupid. Stupidest. It is I don't care stupid who wrote humor. That. It's great humor. <laughs> it, it is, As, but it doesn't make it not stupid. It's nope. Great. It's not stupid whatsoever. You just you just don't get it. Y'all okay, make... soul. No, okay. I still y'all make the dumbest jokes ever and they're still <laughs> funny. Nope. It literally says everyone else, everyone else hates that it's still funny even though it's stupid. It's dumb ass <laughs> I, I... jokes that are still funny and everyone's pissed about it. You just don't understand them. Okay, soul. You, you just don't, don't understand, understand the them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're funny. Everybody thinks they're funny. They're great, but you just don't understand how actually Losers smart the have jokes no are. trigger. <laughs> Imagine Gosh. not having a trigger trombone. We're very go with the flow, though. Like literally, me. Um, it was me and this one kid who was fighting for first chair, but except not really because I was just like, I literally don't care as long as I'm playing first part. He can have first chair. I'm better at reading music anyways. Um, <laughs> so, very go with the flow. Very chill. Um, Is that it? Sorry. I mean, unless you guys have something to add. Um, I agree. I don't think I've ever met a trombone that wasn't funny. Y'all are always fucking hysterical. Yeah. Do you know what's great? Sucko, can I can I talk about your relationship for just a second? Dollars for two. Uh fine. I Sucko, the trombone player, is in a relationship and has been in a relationship for a long time with another trombone player. If there is one thing that I can say about trombones, it's that they think that they are the funniest people in the world, and every other trombone player agrees. And they date each other. <laughs> Um, next up we have Tuba. Tuba players try so hard to be like trombone players and they just don't hit the mark. Um, they are not that great at their instrument for the most part because they're so busy trying to learn meme songs instead of practicing their fucking concert music. Um, <laughs> they're really not as funny as they think they are and they really hate playing tuba, but the band director makes them play play it oh yeah i can actually confirm this one because we went to high school with a guy who um he still does music now he got a degree in music and he's actually he's a very talented musician in my opinion uh he's a jackass but i love him to death um he hated playing tuba he wanted desperately to switch to percussion his senior year and the band director was like hmm i'll think about it and he was like i really want to play the fucking tenors and the band director was like well we already have tenor players so you can play fucking bass drum and he ended up being the last like the the uh not the largest bass drum player but the, the the one next to it and he was so fucking pissed the whole year he was like i can't i don't want to and he was mad he was like you just punishing me for not wanting to play fucking tuba and they moved him back to tuba for the concert season he was pretty pissed I had a friend who played tuba and he was kind of like hit or miss like as funny as far as like how funny he is um, but I do remember one time we were having a low brass practice right 
And me and my friend were leading it because we were the section leaders at the time or whatever. And I was just sitting there recording him and out of I was recording my other trombone my fellow trombone player and out of nowhere I just hear the freaking the the Pornhub theme in the background and we all just turn and look and the tuba player is sitting there giggling with their phone in hand. Bro, okay, I completely I forgot about this. I forgot about this when we were talking about trombone. Yeah, go for it. I just want to say that anytime that I've been in like a rehearsal space, the only players that are playing any sort of music that's not repertoire that we're supposed to be practicing, it's always the tuba players, and it's always something just, just something weird. Like literally, it'll be like, uh, oh, what's that song from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh, Factory? The fucking Oompa theme. Yes. Yeah. Or no, it was the, it's the Fat Kid theme. I don't know what what it's called, no, but okay. it, it's like every time I'm like, why do so many tuba I players? I actually, I actually have to, I have to say, tuba players are not the only people who play meme songs. From my experience, there was one alto sax player in our high school band who played "Careless Whisper" every time that there was a moment oh, yeah. of rest, and he played he played "Careless Whisper." He played like some Michael Jackson, I think. He learned so many songs just for the fucking bit. And I was Dude, like... He would literally, like, walk to the buses like without just he was a, He was a really good... He he was he started off kind of mid at the instrument, but he actually got really fucking good the longer the time went on. Um, no, I totally forgot about this when we were talking about trombone. This is both a, a trombone and a tuba thing. Um, my junior year of high school my uh, is actually... Uh, there was a tuba player and a trombone player... And they were hanging out in the ensemble room, and I was hanging out with them. And they found, like, a long, like, hose. And the t- the tuba player went, I wonder if you could essentially play that like an instrument. Which was so I remember funny. This. But then the trombone player put his mouthpiece on the tube and played it, and it made, like, <laughs> musical sounds. <laughs> what tube was it? What? I wasn't it was just like a, It was just like a tube that was just sitting was in like the fucking ensemble room. Yeah. And there was, like hey. a tru- there was, like, a trumpet player in there who was wearing, like, a coconut bra and a grass skirt dancing. <laughs> and it was, like, there was so much chaos in the room on that day. <laughs> And, like, I just have to say, tuba players on their own are usually not very funny. There are exceptions, but for the most part, they're not very funny on their own. They are like me, where they have to have someone else there to riff off of in order to be actually funny. Because, like, something that you guys know about me, I'm not funny unless I'm hanging out with people who have similar humor to me. Because when I make a joke when I'm by myself or when I'm trying to do, like, if I was to try and do, like, stand-up, I would make a joke. And if nobody laughed, I would not know what to do with myself. I would simply cry on the stage in front of everyone and hope that they would laugh at that. But when I'm with, like, you guys or somebody else, I am so funny. Like, I'm one of those people where I have to have somebody to riff off of or somebody who would, like, help me carry the joke tuba players are very much like that where they've got to have someone else there with them that keeps them funny okay so for the next instrument that we're talking about we're going to talk about baritone and euphonium players i found that they're always the most friendliest section they're so friendly and they give such good advice they're like the therapy session section Especially women baritone in euphonium Yes, players. yes. They're so sweet and they're so funny. Um, but they really don't like any sort of drama. So just, <laughs> no, just make sure you don't come at them with drama because they will immediately <laughs> cut you off because they do I, not have time for that shit. I can think of the one fucking baritone and euphonium player who does not fit that bill. Okay, so this this baritone player, he spilled everybody's tea like it was like it was like hot as shit, and it was it was always good. He never had cold tea; it was always piping fucking hot. He had the the juiciest gossip around. Like you knew if he was talking to you about somebody else's fucking like drama, it was gonna be the most interesting story you've heard all fucking day. 
and he but still does fair. it. He still does it. The last time we saw him, he spilled so much tea. Like the last time I saw him, he spilled. He was like all. He told us so much fucking drama about the people we went to high school with because I don't really keep in contact with very many people from high school, and he would tell like he tells he tells us the shit about people we don't talk to anymore and it's i'm not gonna lie that is very true about him but i have to say he is still one of the friendliest people and he still gives fantastic advice yeah the opposite with the drama thing but he's so he's so sweet he's so sweet i love him and, and cause drama and gossip but he is still so nice that everybody wanted to be his friend even though you knew he was probably gonna spill your fucking drama to everyone else he yeah, didn't cause you know, drama. Think, no, he didn't, he didn't cause, cause drama. drama. He just he told just, people about it. He just told everyone. Because that was what was great about him was that he never started shit. But you knew that if something was happening and you wanted the fucking inside scoop, he was the man to go to. I love him. I think, wait, hold on. Y'all talk too much. I think this mainly applies to female. Because I have never met a mean female euphonium or baritone player. They're always really nice. Yeah. The two male euphonium players that were in my grade were, I mean, they were really funny. Could be really annoying because they would never shut up. But one. one time, one time I had to play a solo in front of the class, right? Y'all know, it was the, the ensemble project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I played the Neon Evangelion theme because, and why not? And everybody applauded, right? it was like they were laughing because they all recognized it and when I got back up to my seat I heard those two and they were like it wasn't even that good and I was like shut the fuck up this is why you guys are last chairs in your freaking section. This is section. why no one fucking likes you yeah literally alright guys well that is all we've got no, we, don't. we just skipped all of this you skipped like four instruments bro <laughs> And the fucking torn. It's just really like I'm done with this. <laughs> said I'm done. Let's let's move on. Yeah. You're on French horn, babe. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> you got you got Chris. Gucci Gucci, yeah, yeah, baby. Okay. <laughs> what the Do fuck? I need to start playing the minion song again? No, just Asia. Dude, okay. I'll do that whenever Look. you guys start talking for too long. I'm on my meds. So therefore, my Asia, just I'm... read the French horn, bro. Asia, <laughs> not talking. No. Next, we got the French horn. Uh, they love watching the drama unfold. This kind of stuff you watch from a distance. <laughs> they are kind of a big giant clique. They will fight you, so they do f- their hands. I don't really remember much about the French horn players from am, our grade, I'm gonna so be I can't real. agree I, or disagree about this. I, I don't really agree with this one, because, <laughs> like, French horns, in my grade at least, were, like, the funniest motherfuckers in the band, <laughs> and they, everybody liked them, I think. The one French horn player that I can remember was in uh, Sucko's grade. And that little shit worked with my fiance after they graduated high school, and I wanted to punch him in the face so fucking bad. My fiance almost did because he was a little shit. Oh, that was the he only was... French horn I remember. He, I never really talked to him, so I don't really know. One of my best friends was the first chair French horn, and he had to be like funniest motherfucker in the band. Everybody. Oh yeah, he was fucking hilarious. Hey, I totally forgot he played French horn. He stood up, everybody went silent so they could see what the fuck was about to come out of his mouth. With French horn players, I've just always noticed, like, they're always just in, like, a clique with them. Like, this is just my experience, obviously. Like, the French horn players usually don't talk outside of their section, and, like, they're like they're not they're not super friendly, but they're also not super mean. But they're the most aggressive motherfuckers in oh, yeah, the band. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They're so fucking aggressive. Like, so I can say that I don't. I think that our high school might have been like a very, like a very 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 far outlier because our most of the people in our band didn't really follow the stereotypes of their instruments. Um, but 
like I can say that even though that the um the French horns in our school didn't really like have a whole click thing going on just because there wasn't a nobody in our high school wanted to fucking play French horn. Let's be real here. They all tried so hard to pick a different instrument and they weren't allowed to because the the band directors were like, "No, you're going to play French horn because we need you to." Um but they weren't really a big click because they didn't really have a whole lot of people with them. They actually tended to, you know, associate with mostly the brass sections. But they absolutely were so fucking aggressive all the time for no reason. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Percussion, wait, percussion mallets? Yeah, instead of rhythm percussion. I don't know what the difference is. That's like, <laughs> say, that's just say mallet percussion. Things like that. Okay. Mallet, mallet percussion. Per- mallet percussion is like another click. Um, and they don't really care what instrument they play. They don't usually pay attention. Very true, you know. God, I can't... How many times the percussion in my grade was just losing shit constantly? Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> that's yeah. not just, it would, that's not it just would your be grade, like, they all did it. It would be like every other day they'd be like, we need you to print out this music again because we have no idea where any of it went. And then they were like, where the fuck is... <laughs> They were like, where's the triangle? Yeah, and that was all of them. the percussionist would be like, I don't fucking That's, know. <laughs> do you know why that is? It's because each fucking different, like, concert band, because on our high school we had three separate concert bands, and each concert band had a different place that they fucking put the triangle every day. So the <laughs> next band who had to come in would be like, where the fuck is the triangle? And they were just like, wherever the last band put it, I guess. But they never knew where it was. Know how like you know how they had those those rooms at the back of the room specifically for yes. percussion to store the instrument. One time, I went in there and they just had music all over the floor yeah. and it was like yeah. absolutely random parts. And then the next and I was like, holy shit! And then the next day, they were like, we were trying to get ready and the director was like, what are you guys doing? What's taking you so long? And they're like, we don't know what half of this music is yeah. or who it goes to. Yeah, man. I gotta say, percussion mallets are the most disorganized group in the whole band. Like, they they lose shit. They never have their to be music. Fair, they have a lot of stuff to keep they track They do. Of. Okay, so our high school, they had like a trailer. They had like um, a little like, I guess you could call it like a convoy. It was like a tractor that pulled a bunch of like, um, like carts that had that they would bring the music, like the the instruments out it's for on. For marching band, right? Yeah, for marching band. Um, when we would go out to the field, they had like a tractor that pulled all of the carts that held the instruments, and they were always the last section out to the field. Not only because they had to load all of the instruments on there and then unload them, but also because I guarantee you they spent so much time just trying to find all of the shit that they needed, like all of the right mallets, all of the right like music, just everything. And it was so funny because they they genuinely were such like nice people. Like they were very they were very charismatic. Like our our high school they weren't really like a I guess they were like a clique, but they didn't they weren't like exclusionary. They didn't like make anybody feel like they couldn't talk to them for the most part but they like they were just so funny i just want to say something more about uh mallet percussion instruments is they also don't really pay attention a whole lot but they're also very sneaky about it yeah they really they make are sure they make sure that the band director does not notice that they they're not each paying attention. So that if one of them's not paying attention, the other person can just reach over and play their part for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next up we have rhythm percussion, which is like timpani or drum kit, um, which are the two instruments that every single one of them wants to play. Nothing else. They don't want to play anything else. Um, and they're a bunch of fucking frat guys all the time. Like, they're ridiculous. <laughs> and I have met so many of them. And so... Going back to marching band, I know that it's not the same as concert band. They have, you know, separate instruments for the for the rhythm, for the most part. Um, the big issue that I had with rhythm, percussion, and marching band is that they were all trying to learn how to flip their sticks all the time. So we would be marching across the field in a show, and one of them would decide to be showy and flip their stick and fucking drop it. 
And I was like, can you not, please? Nobody else gets to do some flashy shit that they wouldn't normally do in a fucking show. Can you not try to show off for the fucking judges and ruin the whole performance because now you've got to stop and pick up your goddamn stick, but it's hard because you've got a giant drum strapped to your fucking chest, bro? It was ridiculous. <laughs> Other than that, no. I really, even though they are a bunch of frat guys and I have strong feelings about frat guys, I didn't mind it as much because they were they were genuinely funny and they weren't like creepy frat guys. They were just like... It's like if drunk guys weren't actually drunk, they were just goofy. That's the kind of frat guy we're talking about. It's like the guy who doesn't get drunk and, like, assault women or anything. But, like, the guys who are just goofy-ass motherfuckers who don't know how to keep it in check and are always trying to show off for other people. That's what... That's my... That's my fucking experience with rhythm percussionists. And we lose, like, five points off of competition because one of them decided to drop their stick but yeah. i wanted to point out that rhythm percussion they're also kind of like really big obviously like i i'm going to be completely honest i've only ever had um like one experience with a woman rhythm percussion so i cannot say like what the stereotype is because i do not know i've only He's, ever met um... But for, like, the guys, like, they were such, like, players, constantly trying to get with every single girl, didn't want to commit, you know. Yeah, I can say that. That is another point off for the the rhythm percussionists, is they were players. But didn't one of them have a girlfriend for a while? Um, I think a couple of them had long-term girlfriends. The problem was is they were so flirty with every girl they came into contact to. It was hard to tell if they were a good boyfriend or if that's just how they were. Like, well, then cheated were... on their girlfriends. Well, not, well, not them. him. No, he did. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying not him. Most of them were pretty loyal to their girlfriend except for the fact that they were just like always flirting. So a lot of the times they would act like really flirty and I couldn't tell if they were like genuinely trying to flirt or if that's just kind of who they were as a person. Like, obviously, there was, like, a couple of exceptions who did actually cheat on their girlfriends. But for the most part, they were just kind of, like, silly, goofy guys who tended to flirt a little too hard with girls when they had girlfriends. I'm pulling out the mini music. No! No! Next time you guys take too long, I'm playing it. Okay, just let me get through this last one. Okay, so very final one that we're talking about are pianists. The pianists in the band are always trying to show off. They're always the most passionate about their instruments. But, well, actually, hold on, let me backtrack. So they're either very, very passionate about piano, or they absolutely fucking hate the piano. They're always usually really good. <laughs> always showing off, but they tend to be very soft-spoken. They're still very, very witty. Um, I, disc sus. Anyways, um, I agree with this. I agree with all of this except for one part. And this is, this is based, I only knew one pianist who ever played with the band. And that was, you know who, Carrot Top. Um, there's, there's also the girl. I didn't really know her though. This is just based off of the person I I know. Um, she, she was a couple of grades above you, but I don't think she was playing, I think she ended up switching to, um, I think she was a mallet percussionist by the time that you got to our age. Um, well, cause there was a girl in my grade who played percussion and was the piano player. I don't know who that band. was though. Um, no, but so the one guy that I can think of who was a pianist that I actually knew, he was not soft-spoken at fucking all. He was loud as oh, yeah? that's because he was also a rhythm percussionist. He was yeah. so fucking loud. But he was genuinely so passionate about the piano. Like, you could tell that he genuinely loved playing. I actually dated him. I remember. One, one of the reasons why we had broken up was because almost every single time we went... There's not a lot to do in our whole hometown of Poopville. No, like, the only thing all. that we could do was basically go to the mall, and there was a giant piano in the mall. And every fucking time that we went on the date to go to the mall, 
He would always leave me to go play the piano. And then he would try to show off. And I'm like, dude, I come from a... My fucking grandpa is famous in Australia. And my fucking other grandfathers are also very musically gifted. You're not fucking, like... Yeah, man. It's only not impressing anybody. I'm gonna be real for you. If... Guys who are listening, if you are musicians, if you try to impress a girl who comes from a family of talented musicians by showing off your musical skills, you're failing. You're doing a terrible job. We are talking job. about the same person that I think we are. Carrot I top. was supposed to... <clears throat> yeah, okay. So, I was supposed to go to my 8th grade formal with him, and then I got scared. For good reasons. There's reasons behind it that I'm not gonna share. Yeah, no. Um, he he was um he was still but a player yeah, back he was when a, that happened. He was a little player. Sweet though. Sweet, sweet oh, man sorry, though. Man. Yeah, he genuinely is such a good person these days. Like he went through his phase of being a fuckboy, but he's he's kinda out of that now. He's had I think it's three so- serious committed relationships in the last uh I wanna say six years. Yeah, that I felt really bad. So, like in middle school, we had both gone to like the same um, band camp, and (laughs) he was literally like he was the first guy to ever ask me out. By the way, like we did actually officially date until like three years later in high school. But like you guys dated, it was um, short. Didn't date for (laughs) it was short. Yeah, we did it for like maybe like a month, maybe three weeks. Yeah, but, I don't like, even think it was a month. I think it was a few weeks at most. But, uh, so... At least he, he wasn't the first guy you kissed. My god. That, that I mean, was he horrible. kissed my cheek. But, 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 he was the first guy to ever, like, officially ask me to be his date to a dance. And I was so excited. And, like, we got to the dance floor. And our little, like, eighth, like, well, I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade. And, like, it was just so awkward. Like, first slow dance ever. Yeah, so awkward. And cute. I ghosted him. I ghosted <laughs> him because it was so awkward. I can't I just, believe I just you, Marcus. Okay. I think oh, we should uh, move on. Wait, one more thing. One thing, though, because this is very important. He's the one person that I'm able to actually enjoy the 1975 with because nobody really listens to them. It's so fucking hard to find somebody who listens to that band. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not going to make any comments about my feelings on the 1975. They're not bad, but in my opinion, they're also not good. They're just kind of a band. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. That's all I'm saying. All right, Asia, move on. Is it now time? Yes, yeah, it's time for it the poop fill section. It's time for poop fill. So, that's all we got for our instruments today. And it's now time for the awaited segment of Poopville. So today's post is captioned Which one of y'all lost your thong in an intersection? They did list what intersection but we are censoring it for privacy purposes. The photo is of a black and white striped thong. So I have a, I have a funny joke for, for you guys right now. Um, it's not really a joke it's more of my life experience. Um so I am looking at the script right now and the picture never loaded for me so it's just a white box with a black uh, triangle with a white exclamation point on it and that's what I'm looking at right now. However, I do I did take the screenshot so I know what it looks like and it I thought originally that it was a black and white American flag thong because it had stars and it had polka dots that I thought were stars and it had stripes on it and I thought that was so funny y'all this dog just farted (laughs) hold on I also want to point out since I'm going to give him a little double feature today with the poop field segment I was um, I was at the intersection right down the road from my school when you're trying to go to the mall okay uh-huh. That four-way intersection where you can go into that neighborhood or whatever. I was going to the gas station, I think. And there was this man just taking a shit in the ditch. That reminds me of that time I was at the uh, the local grocery store, the one right next to our high school. And there was a woman just taking a piss next to her car. 
that was you guys remember yeah, for those of you we listeners who don't know, our town is not called Poopville for the joke. It's called Poopville because it's a giant piece of shit. <laughs> you guys remember when we were marching in the parade and just that one guy just literally took out his dick in front of our high school and just fucking what? Went no, I do remember <gasps> that my freshman year, one of the people in my section told me had he had Crohn's, and he said he looked at all of us freshmen and said, "If I throw my clarinet at you because I've got to go take a shit, you better fucking catch it." That was a threat. Yeah. Hi. There is right, a cop driving continue. around, yeah. and I really hope he doesn't. Anyways, fucking stop. that's all we got for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, we hope that you liked listening, if you're an audio listener. And if you're watching on YouTube, I hope that you guys like the visuals. So if you don't know, we have a YouTube channel. Go ahead and check us out there to see out our avatars and bonus content that we have. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Marcus underscore McIntyre. Um, follow us here and or on Twitter at, well, I mean, please follow us here, please. Um, and follow us on Twitter yeah. at Four Frogs. so desperate. Sorry. <laughs> four <laughs> four <laughs> underscore frogs 420. Um, follow me on Twitter at soulotus420. Um, and then, you know, find, follow us anywhere else you can find the Feeling Froggy podcast. Uh, Yeah. We do have an Instagram page. It's pretty funny. If you follow the Twitter, I will shit post. Yeah, Sucko posts shit posts on Twitter, like left and right, it seems. I want it so <laughs> uh, bad. You know those, like, images of space that came out recently? Yeah. Yeah. I want it so bad to just, like, draw a little frog in an astronaut suit and post on the. Do it! Look at what they found in space! Yeah, so I was, I actually, sorry, I know we're coming to the end of the episode, but I feel like I should say this because I said it to Asia the other day. I realized the other day that we have three creatives and one jack-of-all-trades here. We've got Marcus the musician, Sucko the artist, Soul the writer, and then Asia, who has done all three of those things. You can follow me on Instagram at Asia2K, and it's Asia spelled a-Z-Z-I-A-2-K We thank you guys for listening and (coughs) (laughs) Shit (laughs) Stay cheesy (laughs) I'm so sorry I thought my mic was off